0: Have you wondered about living elsewhere after you retire? Well, we have, almost daily. As you know, it's not an overnight decision. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about places to consider living in during your retirement. We started this show for selfish reasons, because we will be retiring in the next few years, but we're not sure where. Then a light bulb went off in Jean's head. What are others doing? With so many baby boomers retiring, there must be many relocating. So we decided, let's connect with them and pick their brains. But first, a little background. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney and practicing higher ed law at a college who loves working with students, faculty, and staff.
1: I am not Asian, born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I always wanted to leave. I am a law librarian working in a court who loves his job. We've lived in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, New York for many years and have been thinking about our future home.
0: So we'll be speaking to folks from around the country and now around the world who have moved to venues of their dreams and more. And we will share their stories and we will share their intimate secrets. No. I'm just kidding, Jean. But we will provide information that you may not find anywhere else. So stay tuned. Hi, everyone. Today we chat with Allison Louise Armstrong and Don Reed of Vancouver, British Columbia, a place I would love to live. Why do you ask? Because it's a dream of mine to live somewhere with more acceptance of diversity in terms of people, the culture, the food and ways of thinking, including respect for your elders. Vancouver is known as a city of immigrants, but so is New York City. It's known as the melting pot, but I sense it's not the most welcoming at times. So I'm always on the look. I had Hawaii and California on the list, but not right over the border. I don't know why. It's a psychological, I guess. Gene, we really need to take stock of ourselves and what we now know. It took a podcast to open our eyes. Allison and Don did not retire to Vancouver, per se. They traveled the world, thinking that one of those locales would be their retirement home. But they missed friends and family and realized everything they wanted was right in Vancouver. So here they are. They note, however, one never knows. (laughs) Here's some background about our guests.
1: Don was born and raised in Whitley Bay, a seaside town on the northeast coast of England. At the age of 23, he emigrated to Canada. He attended University of Vancouver, then earned his master's and doctorate degrees in neuropsychology at McGill University in Montreal. He taught neuropsychology at the University of Victoria on Vancouver Island for six years, went into private practice performing medical legal work, specializing in assessing people with head and brain injuries. Most of those were motor vehicle accident cases stemming from personal injury litigation. Don's hobbies include traveling spiritual practice reading murder mysteries and he's a fan of formula one motor racing allison was born and raised in australia first melbourne then canberra she earned a library of science diploma in canberra yeah. she emigrated to canada when she was 33 allison moved from one job to another she once counted that she's had over a hundred different kinds of employment whoa examples of those jobs include administrator of a dance company assistant to the manager of a theater company, co-manager of a health food store. She then was a cook in wilderness hunting camps, remote gold mining camps, and a hotel cafe, then a bar attendant, She worked on a tobacco farm, a bookstore sales clerk, a highway construction flag person, a domestic cleaner, box office manager at a theater company, self-employed as a hypnotherapist, breath therapist, artist, and of course, back in her 20s as a librarian. Her interests include traveling, writing, photography, sewing, fashion, and spiritual practice. And she's a fan of competitive figure skating. Speaking of skating, my head is spinning right now, pronouncing all these job titles. It would have been less work to list the jobs she has not held.
0: Okay, welcome, Allison and Don. Thank you. We are so honored to have you on our show. Jean and I love your blog, Adventures in Wonderland, where you cover your nomadic travels, including Spain, India, Bali, Australia, Southeast Asia, Sweden, Mexico, South America, New Zealand, and Cyprus. So without further ado, would you share with our listeners your journey since retirement and how you ultimately
2: settled in Vancouver? First, thank you so much for having us. This mm-hmm. is just delightful. We're really quite honored. Um, do you want to start? Shall you start with what yeah. your story is? Of- yeah. yes.
3: I, I, I was getting burned out with my uh, neuropsychology practice. Had wanted to retire for about three years by the time I was 68. But we, we married late in relatively late in life. And we had a condominium with a mortgage still on it, Fessai's mortgage, and we wanted to travel. And we just couldn't make the math work as to how we could do both, how we could keep the condominium and travel. Um,
2: I just want to interject here that the bylaws of the building prohibited us from renting
3: the yeah. apartment. Otherwise, That's... we would have done that. Sure. So I was so fried by this time. I went to see a, a friend who's a counselor. And she, you know, listened to what I had to say about the struggle I was having. And she recommended that I read a book and do the exercises from the book that's called The Artist's Way by Julia.
2: Oh, yes, yes, I have that. Yeah, yeah, Julia Cameron. Yeah, Mm Julia.
3: Great book. So I read the first chapter. And the first exercise is every morning when you first wake up before you do anything else, write three pages of longhand. And you just dump, it's like a data dump of all the crap that's in your head. Mm -hmm. You get it down on paper. Mm -hmm. So I started doing this in the first two days. It was crap, 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 crap. crap. (laughs) And I got about halfway through the third day and I suddenly wrote, well, we could always sell our home and then use that money to go traveling. I was like, where did that come from?
4: <laughs> Interesting. So,
3: so I, I was a, a little hesitant, but I said to Alison, you know, I just had this thought about we could sell our condo and go traveling. And Allison said, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was
2: trying to be an adult, you see, at the time. I was trying to say, Well, it's just an idea. I, by the next day, yeah. I, you know, there was no question. By the next day. I can't day, imagine.
0: Alison being afraid of anything. She's not. No.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I certainly was not afraid of that. I just thought that I.
3: Should be an adult.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Uh, but, you know. Yeah, I love it.
3: Uh, I never yeah. want to
2: grow up. No, it was just.
3: <laughs> it was just right. It,
2: yes. It, it was absolute it was... clarity for both of us yeah. that we could sell the condo. We could pay all of our debts. We could have a. Big pile of money left over. And wow. To stay with. Yeah. Like
3: we that. knew we'd never get in, back into the housing market in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And the, way, the way house prices were going at that time.
2: And we didn't care. We that didn't was, care. It was, it was like, no. Right. Not important. Not and, relevant.
1: And, and the apartment was in the city of Vancouver or outside? No, in, in the
0: city. Wow.
3: Right
2: in the city.
0: Lovely
3: garden apartment.
2: So we
0: got was, some nice change from that.
3: Yes. Yeah, we got a good chunk of change. Mm-hmm. We bought the apartment when there, were, there was a lot of problems with um, new apartment buildings where the builders hadn't done a good job in making a protective envelope oh. for the building. Wow. And so there were a lot of condos where they had to basically redo the whole condominium all the outside. And we bought while it was still, it still had the blue top all around. Oh, wow. Wow, and We just knew they were going to do a good job on it. Mm-hmm. And we got a great price and we moved in. And eventually, you know, the, the repairs were completed and it was great. And so we made a bundle because then, then the price started going back sure, up. Sure, yeah. Nice, nice. So yeah. it took three months to exit my practice because it, it was it had been a full-time practice. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And I was sort of hired by a company to be their neuropsychologist. Sure, and sure. I promised I would find them someone to replace me. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're and, basically um, the expert witness, yes?
3: Yeah, I was the expert mm-hmm. you know, who could give testimony and sure. talk about these things. Right. It seemed like doors opened. You know, when magic. you make this commitment, magic happened. And so uh, a guy I knew in Toronto phoned me up and said, I'm, I'm thinking of moving to Vancouver. Is there anything out there? I Wow. <laughs> Well, no. no. So he took over the practice. practice. Oh my goodness!
4: That's wonderful. What's happening?
3: In the middle of all of this, Allison had been my personal private secretary.
4: Oh.
3: And I paid her Mm -hmm. what a thousand a month. Wow. (laughs) She's She's like that, anyway. anyway. I was
2: his personal assistant. Personal assistant, yeah. She's like, I, I was underpaid, it.
3: She's saying, <laughs> yeah. so during those three months, we got flagged by the by <laughs> the equivalent of the Internal of the Revenue IRS. Service. Oh we got my goodness! By
2: the IRS for the first time ever. Yeah, oh, God, first time it was ever. Just like, are they you were kidding? questioning <laughs>
3: what I paid <told> Allison.
2: <laughs> we felt like we were on the edge of a cliff. Yeah, I the, mean, it wow. was,
3: if they if they had. Um, not allowed these payments to Alice and would have had to pay back about everything we would have got in profit from selling the condo. Oh my goodness.
2: What? I mean we'd we have been
3: left we, with no home and no money.
2: Basically, yeah, uh, with with you know back taxes and and um, penalty rates and they they'd have just yeah. yeah. Wow. So what happened?
3: Well <laughs> they ruled in our favor. Yeah. <laughs> they should have. Eventually yes. they ruled in our favor and yeah. we were good. Oh. In the meantime, I had court cases pending that I was supposed to attend. Uh, the latest one I think was September yeah. the twenty-first, somewhere around there. The same when we, we couldn't make plans to leave until anything. We couldn't, this, do, anything couldn't until... do anything. We were kind of, you know, yeah in limbo. Stuck. But I think it was the same day we got the letter saying. It uh, was
2: exactly the same day. We got a letter from Canada Revenue saying they'd ruled in our favour. This case is closed. Oh, Oh, wow. And Don got a phone call saying the court case had settled out of court.
4: (gasps) Wow. wow.
2: On exactly (laughs) the same day. Unbelievable. This was meant to be.
1: Yeah, it really was.
3: Absolutely, yes.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm I'm getting goosebumps.
3: Yeah, me too. These doors just Just kept on opening.
2: The Condo sold almost immediately, yeah. And yeah. we moved yeah. out. Fortunately, we were in good standing in the building. So, the, the building manager was Don had been on the Strata Council, and, and I'd been,
3: so, I'd been yeah. the chair of the Strata Council for a few years and got on well with the building manager.
2: So, we moved into um, one of the guest suites in the building.
3: Oh, you're only supposed to stay for a couple of days, we it was like had, for friends visiting, sure. We sure. Had, you know, we were able to stay for a couple of weeks. We were
2: there three weeks, waiting for these things to be resolved. Wow, wow. I've never heard of that. That, was that so nice. They,
3: they I know, i never take, heard or of it. kind right. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. They, 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 that building had two guest yeah, suites. Two guest suites.
3: Wow. Was great when we had friends come, we could yeah. just they could stay there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it all got okay. settled, and off we went, starting our travels.
0: Okay. And then um, the
3: friends of ours were just. We have friends, still the same friends, who live in the same building. They moved into the, that building after we moved in.
2: About a year before About we in. About a left. year before,
3: we told them that we were leaving. <laughs> 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 they were so distressed. We... Come live here and have yeah. fun with yeah. us. Yes. Bye. Yeah. 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 We felt yeah. abandoned. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The overarching story is from that point, September 2011, through... 2017 so it was nearly six years we were on the Um, road we had no home anywhere we were i mean you only listed less than half the countries we went to you left out egypt and jordan and turkey and wow Wow. Wow. a, a lot of other places um we did a couple of trips back to australia um partly because i have family there, but also we wanted to explore Australia Mm. um, and that got us to New Zealand as well. We um, did a lot of house sitting and um, we were given the way that your medical coverage works here in this is British Columbia. It's not Canada wide because it goes province by province. But in British Columbia, Mm. there's a thing you can do that you can leave for two years and still be regarded a resident of the province and maintain your coverage. And so we took advantage of that two years for sure. And then after that, we had to be in province for five months of every year. They don't want people moving somewhere else and still advantage of, you know, BC medical, understandably. So that five months, I think there were about three years there. We'd come back and we'd house sit. All our it was summer, and our house friends would go on holiday, and we'd just move from house to house. I once counted there were two separate summers where we moved to eleven different places in five months.
4: Wow! Oh my yeah.
2: So that's twenty weeks. 11 homes. You
0: know, what's very common with that is, um, have you heard of the FIRE movement? I'm sure you've heard of the FIRE movement. Oh, Finan- no,
2: no, no, just on your podcast, something early, retire,
0: something. Yes, yes, yes. Fire, the FIRE movement, well, I'm sure it's big also abroad, but um, it's financial independence, retire early. It's right movement right. yeah, yeah. that started, a, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, but it's becoming more and more popular in that people move. And the part of it is to reduce all their debt. In doing that, they sell their house or they move out of where they're paying high rent and they uh, house it for X number of, I don't know, months, years to bring down their cost. So it's kind of like what what you did, which is, which yeah. is brilliant. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. So, so of course, when we were on the road, it was a really wide range of, I mean, from hotels but um three-star hotels more or less occasionally Mm -hmm. you go into a dump and kind of (laughs) cringe and (laughs) (laughs) you should should tell them that story of that place in merida but we'll get to that Um, oh i want to hear it yeah anyway Mm -hmm. um So hotels, usually three-star hotels, so something reasonably comfortable. All through New Zealand, we were in hostels because hostels in New Zealand are fabulous. Oh, okay. And you get a private room. We found another great hospital in Merida. Again, hospital hospital hostel in Uh, Merida where we got a private room with our own. And someone in in Queenstown in New Zealand, our own bathroom even. Wow! In hostels where you, you know, it's great. You meet lots of people. Yeah. We've heard we were we heard they were really good in New Zealand and they were. I've also heard they're really good in Portugal. So we're hoping to get there Mm -hmm. one day. Occasionally, Airbnb. house that for friends in Canberra? I mean, because I grew up there, so I still have friends there. And, you know, we have friends who travel a lot there. So we house it for them. Car provided. Very Mm -hmm. nice. Wow. Car provided.
0: (laughs) That's a perk.
2: Yeah. We started with the bucket list. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Let's cover
0: that story in Merida, Mexico. What happened?
2: done oh, well well we were would... no, actually you know it wasn't merida it was the next town not um via lid. it was oh. vital okay. it was oh, where God. i got a terrible something horrible on my head
3: <laughs> on pillow. That, that's a different story <laughs> <laughs> okay so, uh via lid. we always booked at least one night ahead i don't like landing in a place with no accommodation same same here so, mm-hmm. We use booking.com a lot. Mm. They're our favorite booking site. Okay. And we'd look on there and we'd find something that sounded okay. And we'd book it through booking.com. When we arrived, we'd pay the money and you know. But we went to this one place and it was
2: cause there was nothing online. That's
3: right. There was oh, apparently no, all the hotels nothing. were booked up. There
2: was five star or n- there weren't even hotels booking is my memory. But anyway, anyway, you, anyway,
3: anyway we had we, trouble finding a place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we found this place, we booked it. But then when we were taken upstairs by the owner, it was up a long flight of stairs. We drag our bags up this long flight of stairs and we get in and it was like, this is very basic. This is qu- the kitchen was a small, what, two burner?
2: One burner. One
3: burner. <laughs> Stove, styrofoam plates and cups, tiny fridge.
2: It it was not a kitchen.
3: The bedroom, awful. (laughs) But the thing that broke it for me was I walk into the toilet area, the the bathroom. The bathroom, there's no toilet seat, there's there's just (laughs) toilet (laughs) full. And I'm like, that's it, that's it. That sounds
0: like a bidet. So oh, we packed God. up again
3: and walked down the stairs oh. and went went to the owner and we said, you know, this is not not good, not working for yeah. us. He gave us all our money back, which nice. was oh, wow, yeah. didn't charge us anything. Uh, we went down the street where there was the um, tourist yeah. bureau.
2: And it really was it, down the street. Yeah. It, it was a great location, this place. It was right near the central square, yeah. you
3: know. So we go to the tourist bureau and, we, <laughs> and they say, well, how much are you looking to spend? So we told them. And they said, well, there's this hotel, this hotel, and this hotel, and this hotel. (laughs) And they gave us a list of hotels right around the same square. And the first one was fully booked. The next one was like, yeah, sure.
2: Wow. And that was nice. Yeah, it was a lovely room. Yeah, it was nothing special, but it was livable, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was a three-star hotel with a cupboard and some drawers and a window and and a toilet seat. (laughs) (laughs) one (laughs) nice bedding, and at the other place, well, it wouldn't be the only time this happened. I honestly felt like I needed to clean it first.
0: Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. on
2: top of that, Mm -hmm. there was absolutely nowhere to unpack our stuff nowhere, no cupboards, no shelves, no drawers, no nothing. Wow, yeah, so I would be a little, yeah, yeah, I I
0: always clean everything in the room.
2: (laughs) But mm-hmm. and on top of that, Don's thinking about the toilet seat. I'm looking at the windows that I think they had mesh on them, but there's I can literally see daylight between the edge of the window and the wall. Mm-hmm. And I think Every damn mosquito is, is going
1: to come in.
2: I need to get out the duct tape and tape. Yes.
3: <laughs> duct tape is your friend in traveling.
2: love We tape.
3: never
0: even thought about this. I have to write this down. Okay. Oh, duct oh, tape? Oh, yeah.
2: oh, you want yeah. a list of duct tape uses? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my no. God.
0: Now, we, no, we know that duct tape is helpful in so many so oh. many things, our son but...
1: uses it for everything,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. So, yeah so if you could tell us um of all the places that you traveled, you did have the thought of perhaps retiring there and and if so, what cities would you have considered?
3: I, I would say for me in Bali, here's the thing we had a we had a this is a preamble to the answering your question. We had a bucket list before we even started traveling, okay. And interestingly enough, for both of us, for many years, we both wanted to go to Ramana Maharshi's ashram in India. Oh, wow. Nice. nice. Okay. Like, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the photograph, the famous photograph of Ramana Maharshi. Is that the one that's lying? No, he's just... Got this beautiful, ex- oh, sh- hang on a sec, I'll bring you, it. I'll bring it to you.
2: <laughs> which doesn't okay. really work for a podcast. But- <laughs> no,
3: but we want
1: to see it.
2: <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, so we, we went, we spent three months there in Tiruvannamalai, and every day we would go up to Ramana's ashram. It was mm-hmm. really absolutely magical, beautiful. But Tiru is another story which,
3: yeah, Tiro is mm. a hole in the ground.
2: Anyway, well, <laughs> this is
3: Ramana Maharshi. This is a famous photographer, mm. okay. Ramana.
2: Okay, okay. So I
0: see. It. I
3: took one look at that and said, "Whatever he's got, I want it." <laughs> 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 okay, so, so you. We went. We and and as it happened, we yeah. actually have friends who live in They've lived there for many years. They have their own home, and they were able to find us an apartment to rent for the. What three months, three months we were there three yeah. months we were there mm-hmm. so they they were able to arrange this apartment for us, which is very fortunate, but Tiro is a whole
2: Gr- it's, a, it's a grubby Indian town, it's an Indian yeah. town, yeah,
3: yeah, with, yeah,
2: with a lot of a lot of westerners because of the ashram, and yeah. so there's some quite nice. Western sure.
3: restaurants, mm. but and, this was my first but, time traveling. Well, both of us, first time in F- India. First time in India. First time, really, for me, traveling abroad, apart from coming to Canada when I was twenty-three.
2: Oh, you know, Vietnam, that was prior. Was it Vietnam with Ruth? Yes. All oh, right. So you, you wouldn't yeah. travel anywhere till you went to Vietnam. That's right.
4: <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't yeah. travel anywhere. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So, so this way, was, our, but still,
3: oh. culture shock. Yes, culture, big time, Terrible yes. culture shock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so after three months, I was done with India. I was never going back to India. There's wow. no way. But we went to Bali from mm-hmm. India and it was like, oh, oh, <laughs> <my> God, yeah. <laughs> and we, we had a, we had a beautiful room overlooking a rice paddy. Oh, the food yeah. was fabulous. The people were gorgeous. There I don't know. Have you been to Bali? No,
0: no, we just did an episode on Bali. We interviewed
1: a guy from Bali yeah. Yeah, who we retired l- there.
3: I listened to half of it yesterday.
4: Yes, like, yeah. very interesting.
3: Well, it's very... Just the way he describes it. You know, mm. in the mornings, there are young men and young women carrying trays of offerings that they put on every car, on every motorbike seat in the doorways of businesses, little little blessings, little little offerings
2: made with palm leaves folded into a little sort of container that has flowers in it. I mean,
3: yeah,
2: it's beautiful. It's just this sense of
3: the spiritual life being lived out loud, you know, which I love. Like, yes. Uh,
2: well, actually, it's the spiritual life being lived quietly in <laughs> India. It's lived out loud. <laughs>
4: That's
2: great. True. That's great. And, and by the way, he said he would never go back to India again ever. And we've been back three times. After <gasps> <that>. <laughs> no, <laughs> but different places, right? Different yeah. cities. Different
4: places. Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. So so. For you, it was Bali. Was there anywhere else that you thought you might retire?
3: One of the Mexican cities, probably.
2: <laughs> La Manzanilla. Yeah, La, La Manzanilla, which is a little state. fishing
3: village on the coast, yes. on the west coast.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have friends who have... Again, who,
3: we, who, we have friends who... Who had,
2: had, a, had, house there, and had they, a house there.
3: Had a house there with a rental property um, in the grounds of the house. Okay. Which was... ah Heaven. Philly. So we, well, that's, just... that's, that's on Baja? No, no, it's not on the Baja. It's, it's on the south of, south of Puerto Vallarta. Okay, mm-hmm, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. We just mm-hmm. heard about uh, Manzanilla yesterday, that uh, there's some there's, crime there's, there, right?
3: Manzanillo, which, ah, which is a mm-hmm. industrial town mm-hmm. in La Manzanilla, which mm-hmm. is where we stayed.
4: Right?
2: Okay. Which is a fishing village and still, and still is a Mexican fishing village. And it's a beach that... Mexicans go to yeah, very on popular. their holiday. Ah, nice. There's great crowds of Mexicans from Guadalajara who come for the weekend. Mm, okay. So it's it's quite authentic. It's lovely and there's a small ex- expat community there. So yeah. let
0: me just go back a moment. So you were in Bali for 3 months, you fell no. in love. No. Bali for 1 month. 1 oh, month and okay. 3 months. Yeah,
2: okay. One month in Bali.
0: And and you said that you would consider. you had considered maybe retiring there? What made you, what changed your mind, rather?
3: Well, I think it's the one thing that kept bringing us back to Vancouver. Our friends are here. Mm-hmm. We speak the language. Mm-hmm. We're familiar with the culture. So I'm curious,
0: um, though, what was the Was the thought process when you took off after you sold off everything, was the thought process, hey, we're going to travel and then come back? Or I'm trying to get into your mind. no. Okay. no.
2: No, the thought process was very much this is completely open ended. Yeah. we okay. have no idea what we're going to do. Got it. Okay, and uh-huh. so, understood. And so places would come up and the idea would arise, ah, you know, and for me, it was Australia. I, you know, I thought maybe we'll retire in Australia. I mean, climate's oh. better. Mm-hmm. Something <laughs> else, right? Right. And okay. I have citizenship, and Don could probably get it. Sure. Um, and the other place for me was um, la, again La Manzanilla. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I think there was a third place, but it, so La Manzanilla, of course, we would be faced with um, learning a new language. Sure. Which was one of the things that I mean. A, a, apart from wanting to be in Vancouver because we have community here and, I mean, many, many advantages of Mm -hmm. Vancouver and the Mm -hmm. Canadian infrastructure and all of that, Mm -hmm. which we could go into, Mm -hmm. um, we both felt like it was too much. Well, I'm I'm certainly speaking for myself. I just didn't want to have to learn a new language. Sure. And Mm -hmm. we practiced. I mean, we did a lot of travel in Spanish speaking um, countries Spanish speaking countries and our Spanish got better and better but not to conversation level Yeah sure sure yeah, yeah, you know it's interesting we
0: we've, yeah. we've um interviewed quite a few um folks who have retired to these places specifically those um Spanish speaking mm-hmm. countries mm-hmm. and even and even the the guy in Bali and they um it, it it it's interesting there's two schools of thought or two types of people there are those that believe You know, you really have to immerse to enjoy and engage the culture. And then there are those who rely on what little they they know of the language. And that suffices for them to live the rest of their lives. And I've always wondered what camp we would fall in, because all I know is that I would want to more than, you know, uh, more than the basic level of the language to enjoy
2: Yeah. yeah. And so I'm just it's just really making me think about um if we were retired somewhere else, how easy it would be to fall into being a part of the expat community because of the language. Yes. Mm-hmm.
4: yes. Yeah.
2: That's where you can make real connections. And I'm suddenly getting this real clarity, this real insight about why that happens when people emigrate to a country. Like yes. here we have um, a huge Vietnamese population, um, a fairly big Japanese, a fairly big Indian. And I bet amongst almost all of them, their closest friends and associates are the people from their own country oh. who speak their language. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I really understand that because. I know that I would have fallen into the camp of, well, I'll stick with people who speak English. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's where, that's, I'll make, me too. that's where I'll make meaningful friendships and connection. Right. And, right. and that's I'll a run good. along in whatever other language to buy my groceries yes. and get a driver's license.
0: Are,
2: yeah,
1: that, That's the case of most of the expats we've spoken to. Yeah.
2: And that's a really good point. Yeah so um I think there was another place I thought of Bali too I mean Bali is is heaven yeah it's just I mean it, it really is and and we had the most fabulous guide there we well he spoke English of course and we established a beautiful beautiful connection with him and he took us with his wife to um the temple ceremonies that non-Balinese normally don't get to go to. And
4: oh, we special.
3: Taught. You have to wear the Balinese clothing, so we had to get some Balinese clothing oh, in order wow. to be allowed into this and, area. And
2: then we were taught how to participate in the ceremony, yeah. and, and the priest treated us as if we were Balinese because we knew we all the right rituals yeah. and, have, you know, it was, it was oh, wow. special. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, wow. Just- we yeah.
3: And we were taken to a Balinese cremation. Oh, that
2: was pretty and special. That was <laughs> kind of
3: amazing. Cremation of someone from a village, yeah. and the tradition there is that everyone in the village attends the cremation. Everyone. It's like honoring the passing of someone of from the community.
0: Oh, that's so nice! Wow! Yeah,
3: that is it's so beautiful. nice. So people beautiful. are sitting around. They're having food. They're chatting. Uh, but this, you know. in the center is this enormous. Fire. Um, natural gas-fired higher. <laughs> <laughs> and you wow. can see right. the body on the wood, and you can see it as it's cremated.
2: let <gasps> it just see the body
3: cremated. Wow. It's
2: not closed yeah. off?
0: No,
3: wow. no, 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 no.
2: no, no. Uh, same in India. Same in, same in India. Same in India. You can stand and watch it.
0: God, that would be culture wow. shock. right? Well, For it's, Americans. Really? That's oh, cool, though, yeah. I so honest. Yes, it's yeah. so right. honest yeah. and Technology. so respectful.
4: We all honest. died. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, that is so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Let's move to Vancouver because uh, there is so much to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now I I am fascinated by all that too, but we we do want to delve into Vancouver. Can you tell us? Uh, let's start off with. Um, Cost of living, and uh, we know it's expensive. But tell us about you know seniors and and all that.
3: All right. Well, Uh I was just checking this morning because I thought you might ask Mm -hmm. these kind of questions. (laughs) The average rental cost for a one bedroom apartment in Vancouver is two thousand Canadian dollars. Mm -hmm. Wow! Mm -hmm. Wow! Mm -hmm. Now remember, you folks, your American dollar is worth a buck twenty five (laughs) Canadian. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, so it's a little less. Yeah, yeah, it's just a little less. There are around the city a number of uh, owned apartment buildings, small apartment buildings, generally older apartment buildings that are run by agencies like Quanus. And to qualify to get an apartment in one of these buildings, there's a um, an income. You can't you can't be earning more than a certain amount each month.
2: But it has to be guaranteed income. They don't care about your savings. Right. You can have a lot of savings or
3: investments.
2: They want just your guaranteed income. So government pensions, basically. basically. Okay. So, Uh
3: again, the gods were smiling upon us that when we started looking for a place to rent, knowing we'd have to rent, we couldn't afford to buy when we came back to settle back here, we got lucky. We found this advert for a one-bedroom apartment in this building. We went and were interviewed by the building manager, and he liked what we had to say, and the the monies were right. So we have a one-bedroom apartment for less than $700 a month.
1: What? Oh, my goodness.
3: (laughs) That's wonderful. About a a third of the average amount that people are paying in town. So so you had to qualify. Qualify, yeah.
2: Yeah. Now, the other qualification is you have to be 65 or older. Right. Okay. And okay. also for the old age pension in Canada, you have to be 65 or older. Now, when we first started our traveling, I was only 61. So we couldn't have qualified for either the apartment or my old age pension at mm-hmm. that point anyway.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: He's old. He
3: yeah, I'm old. I call <laughs> her my child bride. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the both of you had to qualify. It wasn't just
2: it's both for the presidents.
1: apartment, you both had to be sixty yeah. five
2: yes, yes. oh, oh that's interesting sixty five okay. and and over. Um, a, a, a higher limit, I think both a higher limit and a lower limit of guaranteed income because they don't want to have people here who aren't going to be able to pay the rent. Sure, sure.
4: sure, sure.
2: You know, so, but they also want to give it to people who aren't just rolling in millions. Right. right. And There are several buildings like this throughout the city. Yeah. Um, and then there's BC government housing. You basically have to have no savings at all. Mm-hmm. So you really need housing support and there's usually I would say you have to be at least a resident of Canada you must have to be a resident mm-hmm. of Canada so you'd have to and and that's not easy but it's doable you have to live here so many days per year for so many years with the government housing, it's whatever your income, they will only take one third of that ah. oh,
1: that's
2: for, for the rent. Mm-hmm.
1: And is that for any age or you have to be 65 for that as well?
2: That's for any age. Any age. okay. Yeah. yeah, BC housing is for any age. So if you can organize your permanent residency here and then eventually your citizenship, which would could follow, then... You know certainly you'd be eligible for that too um other things here uh car insurance is pretty darn pricey, yeah,
3: I mean right. probably nothing compared with new york but yeah for I canada it's a, it's at it, the high end, end. it's expensive mm-hmm. do you have a car yeah, oh yeah, we have yeah. a a, a two thousand and nine Honda Civic, which we <laughs> nice. oh well
0: those are good cars yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Forever. Been, forever.
3: been forever. Um, knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. but you live in the city of Vancouver, so you're right
3: downtown. Yes,
1: the, the east side, Not you said, right? right? Downtown,
3: no, oh. we are on the east end, east side of Vancouver. Okay. But we're in part of that within the boundary of, of the, the city, city of Vancouver. Vancouver yes, okay. right. It's you, about what would you say a twenty-minute drive into downtown. Oh, from oh wow! That's great.
0: That's like us. And how's Manhattan.
3: how's parking? Parking here, we here, have a, where we live. We is... have a city permit. For parking around the building, but uh-huh. there's lot, there's lots of free parking all around, and downtown it's all at parking.
2: Parking down in the downtown core is horrible. Yeah,
3: yeah. We, okay. we don't. There's very good transit uh, services. Great transit. Here. Bus. There's a bus goes right from right across the street to the nearest SkyTrain station. Mm. Skytrain will run you downtown in 10 minutes. Is okay. the
1: Skytrain what I was reading as the trolley?
3: No, are... no, it's an overhead rail with no driver. It's completely ah. coordinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes all over the city and, and out into the suburbs. There's, they they there's, keep building more tracks. Yeah, there's
2: There's three lines at the moment, and they're building more.
3: So they're like subway cars above but, ground.
2: Above ground.
3: for the more Wow. Time.
0: Okay. But do you need a car, or can you just rely on public transit from where
3: you are? We could. We could just rely on public transit. Yeah,
2: we could if we wanted
0: to. We've just
3: avoided it since COVID. I used sure. to use it a lot before COVID, mm-hmm. but since then we've relied much more on the car.
2: And um, but also I, I suppose one thing with public transport, it takes longer mm. for the most part. Sure, sure. And because we're retired, we don't really have to drive anywhere at rush hour. Right, you right. Know, we organize we very frequently will organize our our day around avoiding rush hour traffic. That's smart. But, you know, I say my dentist happens to be downtown. Well, I could literally walk out the front of the apartment, cross the road and get a bus and then a SkyTrain and then walk for 10 minutes and be at the dentist. Mm. Or I can get (laughs) Don to drive me to a SkyTrain station Mm -hmm. and then get the SkyTrain. Generally, for going downtown, we'll stick to the SkyTrain. Parking is horrendous down there anyway and expensive.
4: Okay.
0: And it's easy to get on the SkyTrain. I mean, t- they come pretty quickly, I guess. It's just every three minutes. Every three minutes. Really quickly.
2: Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The SkyTrain is fabulous. The and buses it's... are a little slower, but there's beelines on um, there's major, major bus routes where they only stop. Express it, buses. They're is... express buses, basically.
3: Yeah. Stop at major intersections.
2: So, yeah, the the infrastructure is great. It's really good. The parks and gardens are fabulous. They're all over the city. There's green space. There's hiking space. We pretty much every day we hike. And I don't mean we go for a walk around the suburbs. We go for a hike with our hiking poles. But we do it from home. It takes us five minutes to get to a forest trail trail a four-kilometer forest trail that surrounds the golf course. So we walk down to this trail and for part of it, it's forest on one side and it's houses on the other. And then we get deeper and deeper into the forest, really steep, some really steep hills. So we're getting good exercise. We go down and up. We'll branch off at one point and walk down to the river, the 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 Fraser Fraser River, which is the main river here. And we have a little walk along the river and then we go back up a really steep hill and we're back into a forest. Wow, sounds
4: beautiful. And this
2: is typical of Vancouver. Yeah, it's full of it's, parks. It's nothing to get into nature right in the city. Very wow, nice. that's
1: nice. so great. So there's a river there. So do people go canoeing and things like that
3: in the river? Yeah, yeah. It's a, um, it's a huge river. It's it's a major Canadian river. river. Oh, okay,
2: okay. Yeah where people canoe on the Fraser.
3: I mean where we are on the Fraser it's an industrial river. Yeah, it, but further south, oh sorry, further west. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's yeah. hanami season here in Vancouver. The cherry blossoms are out. Whole City, how many did you see 50,000? Something
2: like 50,000 or more flowering plum
3: cherry. cherry trees in the yes.
2: city. Yes. Wow. Yes, yes. We we
0: have that now too in the nearby um park in the Brooklyn Botanical Garden. Mm -hmm. It is just stunning. Right. And I read, I read your blog about that. Also, where was it that you went to where Don had to slide down on his butt? Oh,
2: we went snowshoeing. Okay. So that's, you know, you want to do outdoor stuff.
0: Yeah.
3: The mountains are there. The
2: mountains are there. And there's, how
0: far was that from where? How did you get there? Drive or 40 drive? It's 40 a 40
3: minute mi- drive.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's close.
3: Uh, on what's called the North Shore. So, so
2: we live in Vancouver. We drive to the North Shore. Okay. 40 minute drive.
3: And there are what? Three different uh, ski hills right along the North no, Shore. Really?
2: There's Mount Seymour and Cypress Mountain and Grouse Mountain. So if you're a downhill skier, that's right there. Okay. If you're a cross country skier, snowshoeing, And uh, in summertime hiking.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just watch out for the bears.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you see a bear on your trail?
3: We haven't, but they're they're regular visitors. Oh, Oh, wow. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: But that place looked
2: gorgeous. So you had a
4: good time. it Mm -hmm. it It is
2: absolutely beautiful. Another thing that we love here is the wildlife. I mean, just in Vancouver, we've spent 20, 30 minutes on a little bridge in a park looking down watching a family of beaver
1: oh, play. wow. <laughs> in, the in,
2: in the city. city. Right mom, in the heart of the city. Mom, dad and three babies. Oh. Wow. And then I walk down to the river we see we've seen beaver once down there, twice actually. We've seen beaver down there. We always see great blue herons and they nest. Oh, they have a nesting colony amazing. right wow. downtown. There yeah, is a nesting so cool. colony. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of great blue heron.
3: We were um, now, two days ago, we were on our walk, oh, <laughs> was, was was, on our walk down to the was, river and we hear this screaming, screaming in a coming tree out of a tree. And, and I... we, we look up and we can see there's a couple of raccoons, raccoons fighting each other <laughs> you in can the hear
2: tree. That Screaming at each other. First, I thought, "Oh God, it's a raccoon. raccoon has got a cat." Yeah,
4: because
2: people do lose their pets. Yes, they do. Sure, yeah.
3: see signs up yeah. around the city, you know, yeah. "Lost cat." No, <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, cat, no, cat <laughs> but we ended up counting five raccoons. There were five
3: raccoons in, in this tree. tree.
2: So, which probably means it was two. Fighting over territory, two groups fighting, the over
0: others territory. watching and yelling in. Yeah.
2: Yes.
4: Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, rac- raccoons, we actually have in Brooklyn here once a while, once a while oh, yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: especially yeah. if we were really late at night driving, <laughs> we'll see them. Uh, also, we have um, a possum, a possum, <laughs> a possum believe oh, it or not, yeah. in Brooklyn. Right. Yes,
2: right, yeah. right. Oh, be- yeah, we, there's we'll- a
3: huge park right in downtown called Stanley Park, and it was left to the city by. Lord Stanley, you know, 100 years ago, perpetuity oh, wow. never allowed to build in the park. Nice. Well, that's nice. great. people are just fierce about protecting the park. Mm-hmm. Sure. So there are lakes within the park and lots of walking trails. And we went one day with a friend. Alison had promised to show this friend. Raccoons. Raccoons.
2: raccoons. <laughs> I said, you know, I'd, I'd seen one raccoon once four years previously <laughs> around this lake. Absolutely. This little lake called Lost Lagoon in Stanley Park. And I said, come on, Bex, we're going to go for a walk and you'll, we'll see raccoons <laughs> walking and walking and walking and talking and having a great time, but there's no raccoon. I, I suddenly say, come on, raccoon karma. Oh, my God. Oh my <laughs> so goodness. funny.
3: karma a lot.
2: <laughs> you know, I want in raccoon karma. And less than five minutes later, and there were two warring groups, four in each, Group on the edge of the lost of Lost Lagoon, <laughs> they're <were> just oh. <laughs> at each other. It that was, is fun. That is oh, fun. Yeah. Magic. Yeah. You yeah. know,
0: I have a different question now that you brought up all the environment and the beauty, recycling and the the green environment. How is Vancouver treating that? The city is re- recycling respected and and yes, you know yes. composting yes. They're, they're required very
3: about it. Yes, and so the city provides uh, bins. Separate bins for paper, uh, for glass, for Mm -hmm. plastics. And for compost. And for compost.
2: And by law, everyone is supposed to compost all their their, um, vegetable Mm. waste. It's kind of the rule is if it was once alive, Mm. it can go in the compost. Oh, that's ah. Even paper, you see. Yes, you yes. Paper yeah. towel to wipe up food, put it in the compost. Mm-hmm. And they collect it all and compost it. Right, right. Put it on the gardens all around the city. Right. I, I just, back to Stanley Park, almost all of that park, it's, it's hundreds of acres. It's huge. It was once, I think it was Lonely Planet once decided it was the best urban park in the world. Wow. It's wow. really extraordinary. And it's almost all forest. Mm. I mean, there's stuff in there. There's, I think, there's a little train. There's a, a cafes. There's beaches. There's a sea. It's a peninsula, so there's a seawall walk all the way around it. Mm-hmm. But most of the center of it is forest. It's beautiful. Wow, that sounds amazing. So yeah. recycling, yes. And the other thing that um, I wanted to mention earlier about transportation, because the at first I heard cycling, not recycling. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> and cycling is huge here and really encouraged. And there are bike lanes. Everywhere. Yeah. Ah, okay. And bike routes everywhere, mm-hmm. all over the city.
1: Okay. So, oh, that's great. Yeah. You're not so happy about that girl, right? Because when well, you, you I, drive, these cyclists drive, seem to seem to yeah. get in your way. And these
0: cyclists <laughs> all like come towards me from different directions when I go to work. And <laughs> I have to be so careful. And one guy drove by once and he hit the car just with his hand. And yeah, you, you know, there's like this, there's like this war between auto drivers and cyclists. Um
3: yes. Uh, yes, there's, you know. there is here to some extent. But, but
0: less so, I think. Less here. so
3: since they've put in mm-hmm. all these designated the cycle lanes.
0: Yes, yes. We, we've we started that as yeah, well. We, many, many more in available in the city. Now. There in the city now, yeah. yeah, there are many yeah. more. Yeah, let's talk about healthcare. Can you explain how that works in the yeah, province?
4: They're
3: bragging now. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we are. <laughs> um, socialist government in <laughs> British Columbia no longer charges us a monthly fee for the Medical services. Wow. Oh, nice! It's completely eliminated. It's all... just
2: because we're old, isn't it? Or they... No, it's
3: for everybody. Are you
2: kidding? It's <laughs> <laughs> it paid out of support. How's
3: general it revenue, pay? I general guess. General
2: revenue, general
0: taxes
3: yeah.
2: in general wow. in the province.
0: Yeah. So, what does that mean? And, and does it... that mean your um, your any doctor you go to, you don't have to worry about a co- co- copay or
3: right? Very so nice. we each have, a, if you like, a designated general practitioner, mm-hmm. a GP, and they're the gatekeeper for uh, okay. specialists. Mm-hmm. So, HMO. you know, if you've got a hip problem, you know, you think your hip's starting to go, you have to go to the GP and then they'll say, well, we'll get x-rays, or we will get an MRI. Mm-hmm. And then if that shows it up, we'll refer you to the uh, hip surgeon. So, so you so, can't
0: just do that independently. Uh, if your GP says, "I don't think you have something," because he's very conservative, and yeah. you want that we run,
3: expert. Mm-hmm. We run into that. There is there are private pay practitioners around town, including MRI, you know, MRIs and other things that you can go and pay a bunch of money to get to jump the queue. And how do what do you think
1: of your GPS? Are they, are they good?
3: Yeah, mine yeah. is mine's great. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, He listens. He's, he, you know, it's like a cooperative venture Mm. between Mm. him and I. And if I say, well, my physiotherapist thinks uh, I need a shoulder x-ray because she thinks there's some calcification in my right shoulder. Mm -hmm. He says, yeah, sure. Sends me a, of course, this day, these days we're doing it by phone. He can then email me uh, a requisition and I can print it out and take it mm-hmm. to the extra clinic, and they'll, they'll do it. And there's no charge for any, to us mm-hmm. for any of this. Mm-hmm. Wow. The specialist services. Yeah.
1: And yeah. I, I was reading that expats who have permanent residency, they qualify for universal health care. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the permanent residency part that you need. And oh, that's wow. wonderful. It yeah. is.
3: Yeah. Occasionally, um, you'll have an option to pay for something. Like I had cataracts some years ago. Mm-hmm. And needed cataract surgery. Mm-hmm. And the specialist said, Well, we can use the old style lens that they take out the biological lens and they implant a non-biological lens mm-hmm. Instead. Mm-hmm. And he says there's two ways of doing it. We either make a large slit in the side of your eyeball to put in this lens, or we have these new folding lenses and we make a tiny slit oh, and they put pop them up. in and then they open up inside your eye, but it's three hundred dollars for the newer version i said fine i'll have the newer version <laughs> <laughs> of course so you know you that know, kind of thing mm-hmm. can occur but most of the time i mean allison had a hip replacement no charge that's why we stopped traveling. that's why we stopped traveling because <laughs> yeah. uh, so you, uh,
2: you know i said uh, earlier i said that when we started this we had we had no game plan. We didn't know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. We were just going to travel, let life unfold.
0: Right. right. We didn't
2: have a plan except we wanted mm-hmm. to see the world and we didn't know how long it would go on for. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, mm-hmm.
2: but in the end, it was stopped because I needed a hip replacement. And then we got the offer of this apartment. We needed a home because yeah, yeah. I had to have yeah. a hip replacement and the months afterwards to recover All from right. And then we lucked into this apartment and it was just suddenly it's like, okay, I guess. We've stopped now. Yeah. But we
0: still. The two of you
2: are aligned. I mean, it just
0: seems when you were moving, someone came and and found your business and your apartment went up in price. And then you came back, right? And then this place opened up, and you're lucky people.
2: Yes. Very lucky. Uh, yes, 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 we yeah. know. Yeah. We know. Very I think lucky.
0: it's because you're good people and I want to believe that things happen. So Gene, yeah. <laughs> we have to go down this
2: path.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wonderful. wonderful.
3: What, what about um, the climate? How's the climate in Vancouver? It's a lot kinder than most of the rest of Canada. Oh, nice. <laughs> it nice. generally doesn't get as cold here in the winters. Mm-hmm. It doesn't snow as much as it does in every other part of the country mm-hmm. because of the mitigating effects of the Pacific Ocean. Sure. Okay. The climate currently is lovely. It's 20-something degrees today oh, and that's, sunny. That's... But it's for us, it's been a cold winter. A long winter, but I think that's because we normally would be overseas for February and March each year. Right. Okay. Whereas with COVID, we've been actually lived a whole winter. It's
2: the first time, really, for a long time, we've lived an entire winter in Vancouver. So it seemed like a
3: long, cold winter. Yeah,
2: that compared (laughs) with COVID, combined with COVID. Sure.
1: (laughs) I just want to say to our listeners, it's twenty-seven degrees. He doesn't mean Fahrenheit.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. And and I know I was going to say something Sorry. about that. Yeah. So so anyway, I'm Australian, so I have a whole different take on what winter is. <laughs> I mean, even, even coming from Canberra, which is in the south of Australia, and when it's winter, it we get wake up to a heavy frost every morning. So it's well below zero overnight. They're short winters are short there. Mm. Winters here, they start in October, they go through till the end of March, maybe a little longer, well, maybe into April, though we're doing well now, it's mid-April, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It can be below freezing overnight. It can be chilly during the day, like, well, you'll have to do the temperature conversions, but, you know, maybe four or five degrees and it rains a lot in the winter. It's a rainforest area.
3: I came it, from the northeast of England. He,
2: he came from the northeast of England. <laughs> you know,
3: the skies it's, it's are him. always gray. <laughs> We're on the coast. There are northeast gales howling. <laughs> I think Vancouver is heaven
4: for the clouds. Okay, <laughs> okay.
2: But, but the I, other thing. So I, I. The other thing I wanted to say was we. It snows here every winter. Maybe twice. We'll get a big dump of snow, and then within a couple of days, the rain has come and washed it all away. Not like weeks or months on end of snow. Right. And the comparison, I lived in the Yukon for nearly 10 years. Oh, wow. Wow! And now, winter there starts in September and goes through to May. And it's, <laughs> there is literally snow on the ground for seven months of the year. Wow. Hard to no walk. No green at all. Yeah. There, and there's snow for seven months of the year. So Vancouver winters are mild. And the summers, I mean, it's... They don't get too hot. They don't get super hot it can be quite irregular. Some some summers can start in March or April and, and it'll be sunny nonstop pretty much through the end of September. Mm-hmm. Other summers you wait till the, till the end of June and you think it's still raining every other day. Are we ever going to get summer? You know, right. it comes for July and August and if you're lucky, September. So it, it is certainly variable. Right.
3: Temperate. It's a temperate, it's temperate climate.
2: You know, it's... Mm-hmm. There's nothing too extreme here. Are there, have you guys experienced forest
3: fires or just the whole um, Yeah, has it gone up that coast? far? Yeah. You know, do you experience or sense? What we've it? experienced is that in the interior, what we call the interior of British Columbia, further mm. away A from the coast, forest there have been huge forest mm. fires. There was one year recently where the city was just filled with smoke mm. from the fires. Oh my goodness. And you could it smell it. And it wasn't
2: that long ago, two or three years at most. I felt like it—it it had stolen our summer.
3: Mm. Yeah, because
2: yeah. It was gone with the um,
3: with the smoke yeah. in the air,
2: and almost all of the fires were lightning strikes. Oh, oh, that, wow, interesting. And they have a pretty big uh, forest fire infrastructure because they know it's going to happen every
3: year. Yeah, they—they
2: they know it's going to happen every year, but some years are worse than others. And it's all in the interior.
0: Okay, so that doesn't affect you really. No. Apart from
2: the smoke, no.
0: Let's move on. How's the
1: cultural scene in Vancouver? Museums? The
3: arts, I guess. Yeah, the arts. Well, it was great until COVID arrived. Yeah, pre pre pre-COVID we're talking about. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, lots of music, lots of theater, plenty of theater. There's a what was a wonderful thing, which I hope comes back called Bard on the Beach. And this was started by one man and his his theater company. And it's productions of Shakespeare, some of Shakespeare's contemporaries of of their plays in huge tents on the right on the edge of the water, right on the edge of the beach. In a
0: park. In a
3: park. And they've really done it up right. So they have wine and they have coffee and you can mm-hmm. have a wow. picnic there on, the, you know, mm-hmm. and then they put on these wonderful plays and it's theater in the round. It's like the, it's not really like the Globe Theater in London, but it's that idea. The audience is on. It's kind of first, like, like an amphitheater.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, amphitheater. Yeah. Yes.
2: And um, I, I was raised in the theater
3: in Australia.
2: My oh. parents were involved and my sister was first a di- uh, actor and then a director. So I, wow. I, wow. I've seen a lot, and I've been involved in a lot of theatre, and we've been to to Bad on the Beach most years and it is really highly professional standard Mm. and they do they do different things they'll they'll do in the main theater they'll have two plays that alternate the nights and they'll both one will be comedy one of shakespeare's comedies and one will be one of the tragedies or the dramas Mm -hmm. and then they have a smaller theater both it's all intense but they're those massive circus tents, mm-hmm. and in the smaller one, they'll do sort of adjacent stuff. Like um, it could be temporary, contemporary, or it can be con- uh, contemporary as in modern, a modern play, mm-hmm. or contemporary of Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Oh or like okay. a Christopher Marlowe play or something yeah. like that. right 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 and okay and one of
3: Shakespeare's less popular plays yeah
2: mm-hmm. and so well done i mean Very nice. everything we've seen there so that's and but there's lots of other theatre companies as well there's many movie theatres there sure lots of great pubs where you can get good live music mm-hmm. concerts in the big arenas. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And, yeah. we, and we know they film a lot of movies in Vancouver, oh,
0: right? They do. Yes. Hollywood yeah. North. Yeah. All, of, uh, all of Canada. <laughs> and
1: what, what about, I know there are two colleges in Vancouver. So they provide, can you take classes there pre pre COVID of course?
3: Well, there's in Vancouver, there's the university of British Columbia, which is the big one, the, the right. big university. And then a more modern university is Simon Fraser, which is where I went for my undergraduate studies. Oh wow! Oh
0: okay. okay. And it's
3: it's built on top of a hill, out of sort of just out of Vancouver in mm-hmm. a suburb called Burnaby.
2: Then there's isn't there? And then a there community are community college. There's
3: where um, Ricky used to teach.
2: Oh, Langara College.
3: Yeah, there are smaller colleges. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So you can take courses there, seniors, uh, pricing and, there, and all that. Oh, yeah. You know,
3: there's a lot of... Community centers as well. There's
2: a lot of community centers, but there's a lot of uh, continuing education. Yes. Things mm-hmm. available. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot available. Okay. So, yeah.
0: And very affordable, I would assume. Very affordable. Yeah, yeah. Them. Yeah.
2: Yes. And, yes. and yeah. almost, I mean, in Vancouver proper, see, like Vancouver itself is one city and then north of the harbour you have a city called North Vancouver and then to the west of that you have a city called West Vancouver, although it's north. And then (laughs) to to the east you have a city called Burnaby and south of Burnaby you have a city called New Westminster and then um, somewhere attached in there east Inland, somewhere is a city called Richmond. And all of these um, that are like politically and administratively separate cities, Mm -hmm. they all form what's called um, either the Lower Mainland or the Greater Vancouver Regional District.
4: Oh,
0: good to know. Now,
2: Vancouver itself has less than a million people, but the whole GVRD has more than 4 million, I think. Oh, okay, okay. They're all connected. Mm -hmm. They're all sort of you know, they're integrous. Yes, they do, yes. They're all joined together. So we have friends who live in Richmond and, I mean, we've house sat for friends in mm-hmm. Richmond and it's, you know, really nothing to drive from Richmond in into Vancouver.
0: Sure, sure.
3: It's all sure. connected together.
0: Now, where is the closest airport? Will it take you anywhere nonstop, yes, yes. let's say? It's mm-hmm.
3: Vancouver International Airport, which is rated as one of the world's best airports. Yes. Um, how how
0: it, long it, does it take for you to get there
2: from our place? From our yeah. place 20 minutes, half an hour.
0: Oh, oh that's great! Wonderful, and you can get international flights out of there to Europe and anywhere. And Asia. anywhere yeah.
3: Oh, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a major international airport, and and the Skytrain goes right to the airport. Oh, so right. Oh, that's you great. Can get on downtown with all your bags and. Mm-hmm. Right to the airport. So that's so, on my criteria really list, is
0: that we live within 30 minutes of an international airport. Well, I mean, oh. we're because we're about 20 minutes to JFK. Yeah. But Gina right. says you shouldn't make that a criteria, but I, I do want to travel. You know, you asked us earlier if we've been to Bali. We've been to nowhere. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, we've been to Europe. We were, no, ma- we were married Italy. in Italy. We ma- We were married. Oh, oh wow. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We were married in well, Florence. Well, we we both grew up with no money, and when we started going yeah. to school,
2: we had loans, and and so now that we're in good shape, that's on our bucket list. <laughs> yes,
4: yes, yeah.
2: yes. Here's something you need to know: you can get a flight to anywhere from Vancouver, but if you get what's called the Bolt Bus, which is frequent and quick from oh. vancouver to seattle mm-hmm. you can get a flight to anywhere from free from seattle for a lot less
0: mm. oh
1: nice. that is a good trick
0: yeah yes. thank you yes thank you allison you're welcome.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we i have to say we have never done we that. have
2: never done that we thought think was possible
3: because we know what it's like at the end of you know two or three months away mm-hmm. yeah home The last thing you need is to have to schlep on a bus, you know, for another three hours back to your hometown.
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, you get from the airport. Well, I don't know. The Bolt bus might go right from the airport. I don't know those kinds of details. But Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. so you know that, uh, I mean, we've looked at flight prices and I'm looking at Seattle going, why aren't we flying from Seattle? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Then, then, but see, you you guys would be starting with US dollars. For us, we would have to convert our Canadian dollars to US dollars and Uh, we pay and so on. But but anyway, yeah, just so you know. No, that's right.
1: How long is the drive to Seattle?
3: Two hours, if you're lucky. Depends on the border. The border border. was, you know, it was always at least a half hour wait Mm. to get across and sometimes two hours to get across, depending on, you know, if it was a long weekend. So yeah, the in theory, two
0: hours. And Seattle's beautiful. Yeah. Seattle's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The
3: whole Pacific Northwest
0: is beautiful. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's talk about something that's less beautiful. <laughs> um, I know there's a, well, we have this as no, well, because, but I know there's a homeless problem.
0: Oh uh, well, well because when Gene and I met, he had plans to move to the Pacific Northwest. Oh yeah. I at the time said. Basically, no, because my whole <laughs> family was here, my parents, you know, with the with the health care issues. And so we stayed. And then now that both our parents on both sides are gone, I am, he's thinking about the Pacific Northwest again with the weather conditions and all that. Mm-hmm. And my family still being here will likely stay on the northeast kind of the home base, if you will. Mm-hmm. But we might just give re- everything up. Right. And we say
1: three months at a time.
0: Yeah. Okay, so you were saying, I'm sorry. All
1: right. come on,
0: give
2: everything up and move somewhere.
4: (laughs) (laughs) We have so
0: much.
1: What do you think, we're crazy? (laughs) (laughs) No, but you
2: should be.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We also have so much stuff. It would take us probably two years, and we have started dumping and donating. No, but
1: we now know that if we really wanted to do what they did, we would just hire a- um, An
4: estate sale. A estate sale.
1: And anything they don't sell, they give away to charity.
3: Well, that guy in Bali
4: did
1: that. Yeah, that's what he did. Yes.
3: Yes.
0: Yeah. But but Gene, you're a hoarder. I can't. I'm a hoarder. <laughs> You're a bigger hoarder than I am. And and I can't imagine you giving up that control to a third party. That would be very difficult. I'm well, not a bigger the, hoarder.
2: Only, the only way you would do it is if it would came from some really deep, clear, intuitive place within you the way it did for me and Don. Yes, because I mean honestly I'm the opposite of a hoarder. I'm if something I live in a small place, if something comes in something else has to go out, I'm really conscious three times in my life three times I have gotten rid of everything I own. Wow wow except you know a backpack or a, and a mm-hmm. suitcase kind of thing. Mm-hmm. so I'm the opposite of a hoarder but still, our, what we did to sell our home, sell our car, sell our furniture, sell or give away everything we owned, it came from a place of such clarity yeah. mm-hmm. that it was easy.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that same so, for you, John?
3: Same for me, yeah. And at that time, it was just the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And these all these doors kept opening for us. It was just, yeah, this is what there is to do. And letting go of stuff, yeah. It's just Stuff. Stuff. Yes.
0: Because I was having um, anxiety at one point when, just to be a snowbird, because I, I love plants. And I had about 40 plus plants at my job. Then I had another 50 or so plants in our house. I just became enamored. I knew all about, you know, I, I wanted to get a degree in botany. And uh, horticulturalism was huge. I also hate ants. So at home, we recently, well, during COVID, I brought home all my office plants. So we were, we basically had an indoor jungle garden here, but we recently had uh, an ant infestation. It came out of some of the plants. I had to make this big decision and part of that was this whole podcast of us wanting to move eventually who's going to take care of our our plants i mean they need care and love (laughs) and they do you know and they all need special care because you know the brazilian born ripsalis wouldn't survive without whatever anyway so now we have less and less plants so giving that up would have been very hard would have been very hard excruciating we just
1: took them out one day you well, me because to take of the ants. Out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ants kind of took over my life. And I just said I don't need that kind of stress and I need right. spiritual right. healing. So there you go. Yeah.
1: I like to say I'm not a hoarder. Are we? a hoarder well, is a little
0: no, well it's it's <laughs> it's extreme. You're not a hoarder, but you're attached to certain things that I cannot even touch. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay.
3: Right? I'll give you that. Well, I, I noticed <laughs> that there's still a clear path between you and around. It's not like there's stacks of newspaper. Filling. Yeah, (laughs) we've seen apartments like that. Yeah, (laughs) this this is our basement anyway.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: (laughs) looks pretty good. All right, don't show them the mess. Don't show them the mess.
2: The other thing too is that we've certainly we discovered this house sitting, and we've discovered it uh, ourselves. In you know, in a Mm -hmm. small apartment, limited cupboard space, people acquire stuff to fill the amount of space they have. Yeah.
4: Yes. Yes. Every
2: time every yes. time yeah yeah we've house sat in some really big houses and we go around and we open every cupboard and every cupboard <laughs> stuff, stuff full of stuff so if you're really going to retire somewhere somewhere else yeah. and you're going to do it in the next few years i really 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 encourage you to start, start letting, letting, go. letting go we now. have
1: started yeah no
2: we have we have we started have. We, we, yeah. we absolutely
0: we make a trip
1: to the salvation arm bed every week yeah, yeah
0: we do we, oh great! We just have like a million items to go through.
1: <laughs> it's and, a lot, and, yes. and
0: I love a lot of things that I own. I mean,
2: they they make me happy. I don't know what to tell you, but yeah. Okay. But when you when you're in another place, your happiness will come from somewhere else.
1: Also, you get yes. so happy when you get rid of stuff. That's when
3: you're really happy.
0: Yes, that's true. That's a new form, newfound happiness.
2: Yes, focus yes. on that one. It's so freeing. Yes. It's, oh, it's it's so yes.
3: freeing. lighter. Oh, so yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. lighter. Absolutely, yeah.
2: absolutely. Yeah. Okay.
3: All right, let's get to...
1: um,
2: Oh,
0: the unhappiness. The unhappiness. Unhappiness.
1: I I hear there's a homeless population there. Is is the city doing anything about it? I mean, it's so sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: they, with the the new mayor of the city is much more socialist <laughs> <laughs> I love it. keep using this word until it's not, until it's not it a trigger it, it, it just there? it just comes out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it just comes out so, so the, the new mayor has been doing a lot to provide places for people who are homeless having said that apparently some of these people don't want to in an apartment they don't they're just not comfortable they by their nature They need this freedom. The city is doing more and more to provide low-cost housing. They're they're building housing. Didn't they? You know, taking over these old hotels that used to be called SROs, single room only. Sure, sure, sure. sure. So the city started taking those over because they were so badly run. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. But there's a homeless problem in this city. It's the old theory, you know, that Canada is on a hill. And all the nuts roll to the West. (laughs) I've never heard that theory, but okay. (laughs) It's a, it's a port city. And so there's an attracted as an attraction in this area for people who are uh, one of my old professors used to say about some of the clients you saw that they were loosely wrapped. (laughs) And he he said they're loosely wrapped and they come apart, Mm therefore.
2: Another side of that story um, is that within the forests in Stanley Park, the park we were talking about, Mm -hmm. there are people who live there. The police just quietly leave them alone. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. There's not hundreds of them at all. I mean, you know, they're hidden away in the forest. They have their own little place. And I don't know how many there are, maybe half a dozen, maybe a dozen. Mm -hmm. This is a big park, thousands of acres, hundreds or thousands, whatever. And the police just quietly leave them alone. And also uh, we're sort of way out in the suburbs and we have shopping mall across the road and there's one guy who comes there, street person who sits there with his money thing in front of him every day and we've pretty much befriended him. He's a sweet, sweet man. Mm -hmm, (laughs) You know, and people give him a quarter or a loony or a toony or
3: you know what loonies and toonies are?
2: Loony, a a loonie is $1 a
3: and a, okay. <laughs> a toonie is $2. So the $1 coin song. has an image of the bird, a loon. Mm. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought someone gave a quarter and sang a song. <laughs> oh, no,
2: no, no. no. Oh, I said, Oh, I'm Canadian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, like he really appreciates that.
3: <laughs> so the, the $2 coin just naturally got called a Toonie.
2: Ah, a
3: loony and a Toonie. Uh, huh? Oh, that's see? funny.
2: Learning Looney, something new every Looney. day.
3: Yeah, it's he right.
2: Way, <laughs> we always give him five, five bucks if we see him. And Aww. because, it, you know, mm-hmm. it, $2 yeah. these days is nothing. Nothing, yeah. This, a okay, cup of so coffee? this came from India. This is one of my biggest learnings in India. Every day we would walk from our apartment to the ashram and we would pass by beggars, inevitably, anywhere you go, yes. in India sure. there would be beggars. And I would find myself just sort of tightening up. Going into this contraction. Yes. Um, uh, not knowing whether to give money or not, not feeling guilty if I didn't, feeling yes. shame. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, finally I faced this contraction in myself and I came to this conclusion that people who are begging are doing the only job they've figured out how to do, that we can't control. You know, life has its ups and downs. Some people are survivors, some are not. Some do make good decisions, some make bad decisions, but we can control the circumstances we're born into. So from the circumstances you're born into, you grow up and you do the best you can. You figure out the best kind of job. And this was the best they could figure out to do. The only job that I can figure out to make my life work so I don't starve is sit on the street and ask people for money. Mm -hmm. And so suddenly I wasn't seeing it as begging. I was seeing it as someone doing a job, the best kind of job they could figure out how to do. Fundraisers have that same job. (laughs) Yes. They absolutely do. And their job is also to fundraise enough to pay their own salary. Interesting. It's just dressed in a whole different package. Wow. (laughs) I like this. Very Yeah. And so I started collecting 10 rupee notes 10 rupees is 25 cents it's nothing to us Mm
4: -hmm. to a
2: beggar on the street in india it's great he can go buy a cup of chai if nothing else so every i would i would every time i left home i'd make sure i had a pocket full of 10 rupee notes and every time i saw a beggar begging i would give him her him her 10 rupees it felt great Mm don't have to think about anything. That's
1: a great I'm story, just, yeah.
2: yeah. And because we were in the same town for three months, we saw the same people pretty mm-hmm. much every day, and so there was no longer this thing of us and them. It was like a human connection. It was from one human being to another human being. It was lovely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that's really affected how you know. And I know this guy over the road. It's like I can't give him twenty-five cents. here, the equivalent would be $5. I'll give him $5. (laughs) Right. Wow.
0: But that's very, very kind and generous.
2: Well, it was just... It
0: was just reframing it. No, no. I, I didn't think reframing. about the fundraisers that way, but that, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's going to leave uh, a yeah. lasting yeah. impression. Yeah, yes. yeah, lasting impression.
1: Although here in the States, it's a lot of its psychological problems.
2: Right. The, know, the whole they're, mental they're, health yeah. area. Yeah. Yes. Mental There's mental health problems here and, and the fentanyl and opioids are mm-hmm. a real problem here, but they're being addressed for sure. Right. Not right. being ignored. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Right, yeah. right,
1: right. Oh, that's good.
3: There are services that you do have to pay for here in the healthcare field. Glasses, mm-hmm. hearing aids, dental. dental, physiotherapists, massage, chiropractors. Oh. So the some kind of, you know, the, the basic major medical problems, mm-hmm. the things mm-hmm. that doctors are particularly good at, surgery, you know, cutting things out, putting things in, very good. Mm-hmm. But then all the... The, the, the periphery the ones. The peripheral right? ones gradually being cut away. <laughs>
0: really, you can have an implant in your mouth and that could be $2,000. Yeah, well, yeah, could
4: be, expensive, it be, yeah. be yeah.
2: Yes, it would be here.
4: Yeah.
0: Yes,
2: you you know, your dental, you you need to factor that in.
1: Here, it depends. Health gets paid by your job, so...
2: Right, right, right. Some right, people yeah. have dental, some people don't. Um, here also, you can buy extended medical coverage that would cover your... You know, you you'll get your or your mainstream medical free from the government, but you can buy um, extended medical that would cover your and dental um, and, and dental.
1: How's the crime in Vancouver? Is it much of a
3: problem? Not for us. Barely aware of any. We're barely oh, aware no. of any. The oh, one wow. thing that does happen is, um, as in most cities, there are criminal elements and gangs fairly regularly they shoot each other which i'm sure the police are just happy to do. <laughs> one, <laughs> less, less. one less less <laughs> yeah right
2: it's so rare here that you ever hear i it's funny i just there was a shooting here a couple of days ago
3: mm-hmm.
4: like
2: one person i i don't know that we've ever had a mass shooting
3: yeah here. most of the shootings ever. Are uh, gang related, mm-hmm. yeah, and but they're
2: the, ra- and they're rare, right? They're, it's really quite rare. We don't have this whole gun issue thing going on. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I know. We know about that. Yes. Hint, hint.
0: <laughs> hint,
2: hint. <laughs> Every day, there's some other. We saw crazy, the movie. Who, yeah, the, who
1: made that document?
2: Oh, Bowling for Columbine. Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: Talks about a lot about Canada. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, people always ask us, "How do you live in New York?" and and we say well you know there's shooting every day there's crime every day but, but we don't see any <laughs> but we don't see it and we yeah. we're in uh one of the big boroughs that, but like you said you know in any actually in any metropolitan city you will have a level you of you going to have something
1: yeah
2: but,
0: but for the most part you know we live here safely and it's it's not been a problem at all
2: yeah. it's never it, it never occurs to me that vancouver is unsafe Mind you, I there's some unsavory areas that I wouldn't go walking alone after dark. Um, right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, but every city has that.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Okay. You know. Okay. I think the Vancouver we live in is beautiful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, believe me, I'm jealous.
4: <laughs>
0: we'll have to make a visit and determine. Oh, do yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, I think we've covered everything. We've taken up a lot of your time, but we so appreciate it. Yeah. Are there any, um, any parting um, words of wisdom for future retirees?
3: The older you get, the more you need to pay attention to your health. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The best thing is to keep exercising, keep active, don't become a couch potato. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I speak from personal experience. Yeah. Oh, This, I'll my tell coach. this is my coach. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's well, been really lovely yeah, talking to absolutely. the two. Oh,
1: you guys are yeah. wonderful. Thank you so much.
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Kindred
2: spirits. I really feel. Yeah. Like Come visit. Come visit. Okay. <laughs> Okay. It? After COVID. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, you can't get the border still closed. Of course, I keep forgetting yeah. about COVID. <laughs> it doesn't affect us much either. I mean, yes. we keep yeah. ourselves safe and separate and we have a little bubble of friends. And Have you had your vaccinations yet? or First
0: one. First one. Okay.
3: okay. Uh, now, we- now we're supposed to wait four months before we get the second one. Four months? Four months. Yeah, that's what they're four. telling us now.
0: Oh, okay. I guess okay. if they
3: get more supply, you guys, uh, we are f- flooded with. Uh, vaccine yeah yeah, yeah. we, have some we that, feel guilty about we that we have some
0: that go and use apparently and and they yeah. expire and yeah we both had our shots yes. <laughs> both yeah both um both shots both shots which
3: one did you get i got pfizer
2: and i got moderna
3: yes yeah. i got pfizer allison got moderna um,
2: oh okay canada doesn't manufacture any they tr- they're wanting to get a plant up and running uh,
4: mm-hmm.
2: a lab but it'll take a year so uh, oh wow uh, The government had organized to buy vaccines from, I think, something like seven different countries. Oh. Oh, And one, just getting a little bit here, a little bit there, Mm -hmm. you know, to get some. Biden has also just released some for us.
1: Oh, good. Yay. We're so happy.
2: (laughs) So happy he's there. (laughs) Yes. Okay. All right. Well, that was just so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so so much.
0: much.
4: In the meantime, be well.